Roll it, bitch. Roll it. <laughs> oh, great. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Champagne Problems. This is Bruce. And this is Brittany. And today we are going to talk about your crazy black ass, also known as your mental health state. <laughs> Take it away, Brittany. Um, so this topic is I don't think near and dear to our hearts, but I think it's something that definitely needs to be discussed, um, especially as we grow um, in our social ranks. I think that something that is most important is this idea of getting help and addressing mental health and mental illness, um, particularly in communities of color um, and then particularly in the Black community. Um, I think it's something that goes underdiagnosed and so it causes a lot of issues in terms of whether that be suicide or incarceration. And I think we need to talk about it and figure out ways to address it. And also, how are we addressing our own mental health? Um, I know for me, like it's been a really long week. I've had exams and right now I feel like I could take a nap but no. I want that nap to last for like 24 hours. A nap. You just go to sleep. Um, but I, I think the most individual I know. I love naps. That's my. Th- I You're like people. A- In job interviews, when people ask me what my hobbies are, I say napping. Please tell me you don't. Are you serious? Yeah, they laugh. How do you keep getting time? hired? Because I'm smart. <laughs> And Thank God you're not a lawyer, though. But like, yeah, she's not gonna be available. <laughs> um, so Naps. as usual, I just want to throw some facts out there for you guys, and then sort of just get started in our day to day banter. Um, <laughs> oh yes, because today. So as we know, well, many of you may not know, approximately thirteen point two percent of the U.S. population identifies as either being um, Black or African American, um, and of those thirteen point two percent of the population, over 16% has a diagnosable mental health illness. So that's approximately 6.8 million people who have a mental health illness in the United States. But over half of those people go undiagnosed. Half of those people, approximately 60%, are not getting treated. And they believe that a large portion of um, drug arrests 37% to be exact, are due to possibly illicit drug use that's frequently associated with self-medication among people with mental health illness. Um, Less than 2% of the academy and people who treat people with mental illness are actually black. And so a lot of people worry that the mental health care practitioners that are available are not really um, capable and not really culturally competent enough to treat patients with specific issues and deal with specific experiences and microaggression and racism and discrimination that contribute a lot to the mental health that um, that we see. And then, then a large thing is there's just a lot of stigma and judgment that goes along with mental health illness in our community. So how do we go about addressing those stigmas and how do we think, you know, instead of calling people crazy and saying, <laughs> you know, you know, you're just not funny. Sorry. This or you're just that. (laughs) How do we deal with depression, anxiety, 
um, you know, and other mental health illnesses that, that arise. Um, and then another large component of that is access to care. So there's limited access to care. And we all know this country is getting fucked up by the day with the repeal of the Affordable <laughs> Care Act. This is getting kind of depressing. Um, <laughs> so a lot of the people that oh are uninsured and taking advantage of the Affordable Care Act um, or Obamacare, you know, they are going to now be uninsured, and so their access to care is going to be very limited. So I think now is a good time for us to start to start discussing how we're going to move forward and whether that's a trap yoga. Shout out to that dude in D.C. Hey, Brandon. Woo-woo. Um, and his girlfriend, or, Lauren. How you doing? Or um, she's the business drugs. manager. I had to give her a shout. And I don't mean like drugs as in like street drugs. I mean like prescribed medications that are for you and for your condition. Like Lexapro. Right. Yes. <laughs> Lexapro, Zoloft, those type things. Xanax. Yes. So how do how do we how do we start dealing with this? Um, I think it's kind of where we are. Um, and I I just want to say to anyone who is listening, um, nothing is wrong with you if you have a mental illness. And that mental illness encompasses so much, right? Like anxiety, depression, whatever. It's you're wait, not abnormal. Like you're not you're not some like weirdo or whatever. Like you just wait. You could there could still be something wrong with you. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. You could still be real messed up. You know who you are. Continue. The point is, I don't want people to. <laughs> We all know. Look, are you a human? Something is wrong with you. But the point is, I think a lot of people make it seem like if you have a mental like health problem, then like, you know, it's like, oh my God, I'm so different. Like, nah, bro, you, you are not that different. Let's move on. You are black. not. Anxiety is the new black. Right. I got dogs that I take care of that got anxiety that got better pills than you. You're going to be just fine. Seriously. They got, listen, the dogs are taking Xanax and fucking Lexapro. You ain't that special. True. I think that's part of the problem. It's like, it's so stigmatized, but it really shouldn't be. Cause like, if people's dogs can take pills for anxiety and depression, you, but look who, you but should look not who, feel. But look who those dogs are. These dogs are also, you are getting paid to come sleep over these white people house and watch right. white people dogs. And they hey, white they, people. And they giving their dogs all types of medication. I bet you that pit bull that yeah. is that pit bull is depressed because y'all got this nigga I out here. I took care of a pit bull too. They you white, got this pit bull out here breeding pit. and shit, and he is not getting no Lexapro. Okay. First of all, Ruby only adopts a pit bull. She got about six of them damn things. They got better health care than all of y'all motherfuckers. They got a physical therapist that only is a physical therapist to dogs. I don't they, be they have health insurance. I don't know what I'm saying is the fact that the dogs have been don't feel bad for pit bulls. (laughs) No, don't feel bad for pit bulls. They're just fine. (laughs) Pit bulls are the new African babies. (laughs) White people keep adopting them. (laughs) Just a side note that on a lighter note, because I feel like I started off really, really sad. Um, (laughs) So I'm not going to name any names. Name up. No, no, no. He going to know who he is when I tell this story. Um, He had... 
he had a pit bull and the pit bull went to jail. <laughs> because uh because he, he mauled a dog and like and killed it. It's and, not funny. And it's they had, wait, but they had to go to court and pre like, maybe like two two months earlier than that. His mom, who he's been with, the dog's mom, who he's been with his whole life, like, you know, they weren't, like, breeding them, like, or whatever, and um, the, that dog had passed away, and in the court testimony, they were like, sir, you know, he lost his mom recently. So, the running joke oh my God, I've never... The running oh, joke that we have in our friends is like, man, that nigga had a long year. He lost his mama and went to jail all in the same. <laughs> but what? But he was probably what suffering from. Dog jail? He went to dog jail. What is dog he, jail? Yeah, he dead now because uh, he got they out and then he had mauled the next dog. He got out. He was on probation. What's he was on probation. He had to wear what is his name? No, I'm telling you, but Wait, he no, did get out, and dog. it's like dog probation is like he had to wear a collar, and it would like zap like a him. monitor. Yeah, and it's like zap. But if you try to he, leave um, the yard, yeah, he had to get put oh down because he mauled another dog mm-hmm. while he was he violated his probation. But did the taxpayers pay for the dog jail? No, your owner got to pay for it. Then what is the point of dog jail? To punish what is the punishment? It's basically like boot camp. It's like like what you would see on Maury, like when they go to the jail. Scared street. <laughs> like you will be in this pound, homeless. Yeah, forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Yeah. Oh my But God. let's get back to the meeting. I, no, I need to know who the, what's the dog's name? Dog named Tyrone? No. What's his name? Like, Chester. That's dog. Chester. That's dog. What's the dog name? I'm not, I don't know. Yes, you That man lost his mama and went to jail all in the same year, man. And got out and got killed. He got out and got killed because he violated his probation. Oh, my God. That is so funny. It's funny because this is real and it happens to humans. It does. But, Brittany, how how have we been friends and this is the first time I'm hearing this story? It's a recent story, but I say all that to say, like, going back to sort of like that prison complex like there's a lot that goes on in terms of mental health and like people do strange things <laughs> I don't know why I'm so giggly I can't I don't think oh I'm being God. funny this is a serious topic no listen today has been a beautiful blessing <laughs> and you I just like I don't know I'm tired <laughs> and um and I think, but that laughter is the best medicine, and laughter is a good way to <laughs> prevent anxiety. Like I'll, I'll tell the people because I didn't tell them all my business already. Um, <laughs> tell the peoples. I have been diagnosed with anxiety. Me too. Woo woo drugs. Yes, folks, that's me. I always like explaining anxiety and depression to people because they're like, "Well, what's wrong? Why are you so depressed?" Because the chemicals in my brain are messed up. Nothing is wrong with my life. <laughs> Except for the fact that you're asking me this fucking question. Yeah. Yeah. Or and that paper anxiety like, is why did anxiety. you never? Why did you never teach me that? I could have helped. What could you have helped me with? 
these medical bills. <laughs> you could drive me to my therapist. No, you're well, not driving. Um, yeah, it's like the pro. And I think, um, you know, when at first when you don't know what it is, it's really like it's really hard to explain to people, right? Like it's like I am a very bubbly person. I'm a like a very outgoing person. But I think, you know, you really notice, this is before medication, like, I could be in a room full of people having the best time, giggling, laughing, but on the inside, I'm like, uh, can I leave? (laughs) No, it's called, I think, don't quote me, it's called like a, um, it's called an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert, one of those damn things. And it's funny that you say that, because like, before we started recording, I was realizing, I'm like, I was talking so much today and people that know me, they think that I talk a lot, but what a lot of people don't realize is I'm always by myself. So I'm not used to talking all day. Even when I go into the office, I'm, we work alone and we like, we just, we don't really exchange words unless we have a meeting or something like that. So today having all this interaction, dealing with, you know, all the stuff that we had going on today, I'm really tired from talking and not, and like, and I realized that the strain of like putting all that energy out to other people does on you. So like being a bubbly person and being outgoing, you can still, like you say, have that internal conflict of like, I just want to be alone because this is just overwhelming me. And it's, it. and I think when you do have anxiety or depression or things like that, you get drained from socializing much easier than people who don't have these issues. Because there were people who literally could go out every weekend, mm-hmm. all weekend, and and get enjoyment like, out of it. <clears throat> yeah, I want to be at home in my bed. Mm-hmm. Like on real talk, I have a body pillow, and it's the best one. And I got all the accounts: Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Because I've been using your Prime account. Um, I got the cable from Auntie and Uncle. Hey, how you doing? Shout out. Um, my dad's got sling TV. I got that. I don't need to be out in these streets. You want to get drunk? Come to my house. Yeah. It's just, um, I, I feel like I want to get to a place where people are okay with saying like, yeah, I'm like, I have this issue and I've been dealing with it and so on and so forth. And especially within our communities, because like you said previously, like it's so stigmatized. Like I remember, I never forget the day when like, I think it was you. Like I was like, I had like a really bad anxiety attack, didn't know what was going on, crying in the middle of the night, couldn't explain it. And you're like, go see someone. I go. And then the next day my mom's like, oh, what did you do today? And I was like, oh, I went and saw a therapist. And she's like, what? (laughs) Why would you go and do that? And I was like, "Uh, because I need help. I don't know. I think. Like, in my mind, it should be another doctor that you go to. Right. But you want to know it's two things. Two things. I think that people look at uh, needing help and not being okay as a weakness. But in reality, I think being able to identify when you do need help, whether it be with your mental health or your homework, that's actually a strength because it shows that you have the capacity to understand what you need to be to improve yourself or to make yourself more efficient 
And I think that that stigma is not only generational um, and racial, because I have a white friend whose father is a, a medical doctor and he does not believe in mental illness. He thinks it's crazy. And she suffers from anxiety and depression and she's got all these things and she's got, and I'm not going to like put too much of her medical business out of there. Very sweet girl. But even she has to struggle with that stigma within her own family and with her doctor father when people think you're just putting on or you're just joking. But I think as we move forward in life, and I wouldn't even say that it's like a socioeconomic understanding because I know people who got all the degrees on the wall and they still are like, oh, just, it, you're fine. But they drink and smoke like, and there's nothing wrong with drinking and smoking. But it but is people, when you're covering up other <coughs> yeah. to help with. I think a lot of people self-medicate. I mean, trust me, anybody who's taken uh, codeine and Sprite or whatever you like to mix your codeine with, Molly and you're not a happy person, okay? No one mask sedates off. themselves on purpose. Fucking mask off. But seriously, and I say that not to throw shade at those people, but we have this generate. well, heavy drugs have been all around forever. We have this mainstream acceptance of people drinking codeine like it's fun or something cool, but I'm like... You should actually not be proud that you're an addict. <laughs> like, if it were crack, you wouldn't be singing about this or rapping about this. And the fact that you're willing to spend thousands of dollars on a bottle of prescription cough syrup to drink it because that's what you need to feel, like, decent, you have deep fucking issues. Because I have issues and I don't want to fucking take codeine. So People need to realize that addiction is... So two things to what you said. Addiction is a mental health issue, and people need to realize that in any capacity, whether you're addicted to food, whether you're addicted to alcohol, whether you're addicted to... Uh, cigarettes. Cigarettes, whatever. There is a mental health, like, in my opinion, you know, um, there's a mental health implication that is causing that. You know what I mean? Like, what... Co like, mm -hmm. And I mean, some behaviors are just, like, habit. You know what I mean? But I think if you it's really... It's also escapism, too. I mean, you want to feel good. That's why we go out and drink on Friday. No, yeah. But I'm, but I'm saying, don't, <laughs> a, a socially drinking is not, has nothing to do with, in my opinion. And so that's what I was going to no, say. No, I'm talking about people who drink, to, who go out to drink. To feel it's better. So I agree. To feel, feel but good, I think, yeah. I think also the reason why, in my opinion, mental health hasn't been taken seriously over the past couple years is because there's this idea, it's become so trivialized, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you have a bad day, and what's the first thing people say? Oh my god, I'm depressed. No, bitch. You, you are not a depressed. fucking bad day. Like, you, or, you no. know, or like, you're upset, and somebody's like, oh my god, she's so depressed. Like, no, she just doesn't want to talk to you. Or, when people backtrack, or say something, and they're like, Bitch, you must be bipolar or no, 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 no. <laughs> like, like it's, it, you yeah. know, like I think, I think mental health has become literally so trivialized that. Well, that's what I said to you the other day when I was at your house and I was like OCD and I'm like, it bothers me when people say they have OCD because people who have OCD truly struggle in their daily life. Yeah. And when people are like, I like things, I like to be, have stuff clean. You that's not OCD. Freak, you're, neat, you're neat. You're <laughs> neat. You're yeah, clean. You are a neat freak. You're not OCD. Yeah. Okay? Like if you don't have to walk by something and touch it yeah. 20 times, you don't have OCD. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the thing. I think being educated that 
people should probably stop saying they're OCD because OCD people have ritualistic tendencies that they cannot get through the day without, you know what I mean? Mm, Or like I struggle with perfectionism and I'm not just saying that as a resume booster. Uh, (laughs) I work too hard. (laughs) Yeah. Like I hate, I hate when people say that, that that's their like, that's their weakness in interviews. I'm a hard worker. I am a perfectionist as a weakness because literally there are struggles that go along with perfectionism that like I deal with in my daily life that have nothing to do with working long hours. You know what I mean? Like, like there are other things that go along with that as a mental health issue and as an, as an anxiety issue that I'm like, bitch, no, you just, you like to be at the office with these people. Don't say that (laughs) shit. Wait, side note, talking about interview questions (laughs) in college, when I was interviewing for the, um, (laughs) the homecoming committee, one of the questions they asked you was if you were to be any kitchen item, what would it be? And I said a frying pan. What? A frying pan. Why? And they were like, they were, they were like, really? That's interesting. That's you. <laughs> and I was like, because you could use it for so many things. <laughs> it's like multi, like dimensional. It never yeah, gets old. Everyone has to have one. Right, and don't cut up and let it be cast iron. That shit's going to outlast your whole life. But anyway, side note, I got on the committee. You're welcome, bitches. Well, that's <laughs> question. What kitchen appliance would I be? I would no, not an appliance, be... a kitchen item. Oh, I want to be the you thing be that the... people use the least. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that says so much about you. I want to be like, I want to be like, I want to be used the least. Like, I want to be like (laughs) the spice that no one ever uses. No, I want to be like the thing that y'all only use at Christmas time. I want to be a cookie. I want to be a gingerbread man cookie cutter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's so specific. (laughs) I want to be that because. The cookie. I'm about to they, buy you one of those. Just they so you only, know. They only but you come can't out, use it. <laughs> they don't come out at Christmas time. Look, I'm going to buy you a set of gingerbread cookie cutters and you cannot <laughs> use it. They better be in that box until Christmas. Uh, <laughs> the day of Christmas, not Christmas Eve. You can only use it all Christmas. That's what I would be. Um, oh my God, you're hilarious. And I want to be the goddamn overused frying pan. <laughs> Story of my life, right? <laughs> Um, of course <laughs> anyways whoo, that was deep <laughs> that was deep anyways I think it's so funny that we can laugh at our sad life <laughs> I mean I think it's important <sighs> I, but I think it took a long time to get here to be able to one openly on an open platform like say this I think it took mm-hmm. a lot to be able to laugh about these things because when you're in the thick of it, like before Lexapro and Distro. Girl, I know I was there. I was I not laughing. <laughs> Look, you were stressing me the fuck out. I was like, I'm going to need you to get these drugs. Can you please take two of these tonight and one of these in the morning and then go make you a doctor's appointment because you were stressing me out. Like I was like, and I couldn't <laughs> explain, like, like laughing was really hard for me. I remember. And so I, I, I am happy to be in a place in my life where it's like, 
I can laugh at <laughs> being a gingerbread man or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, hey, because you're welcome. You're right. No, you are so right. <laughs> I mean, like, but honestly, like, you. I feel like people need to have that friend who is, mm-hmm. if you are not willing to be conscious enough, you need to have someone in your life, whether that's family or friends, um, to be conscious enough to say, you know, I will go with you. I will be your support system. You I know, will share my drugs with I you. Will, I will, I will <laughs> share. No, really. Listen, listen. And I you say can this, get one of these. And you, no, and you know I say this phrase about few things, okay? Because this is like a real phrase to me. Look, listen to me. Real nigga shit, you need a friend that will be like, pop this. Don't ask <laughs> no questions. It's safe. Sit down and take a nap. Thank you. <laughs> because you sometimes be it's right. just like you need to you need to just have like I feel like being so high strung all the time has to have its own issues. You know what I mean? Like it really does. And so I think like support and friends are very important. Like I was reading this article because I feel like that's all I fucking do is read. Um <laughs> uh You're in school, Brittany. <laughs> And you do research. You chose this life. Listen, I don't feel bad for you. I have to read so much to the point where I have to be reading and also listening to a book so that I can get all the reading I need to get done. Zero sympathy. I'm so sorry. I just don't know why I chose this for myself. But, like, whatever. Because you're a fucking nerd. Um, And you want to help the babies. I do. I love them so much. Um, But support like having a support system is is really good and so I was reading this article about a woman who basically she was um you know going through her her different issues and she was diagnosed with anxiety and depression um and even at one point in time she was diagnosed with um I think don't quote me I'm glad I don't know this lady's name I think she had like split personality disorder um and so multiple personality disorder yeah, and so, like, she was obviously, like, you know, being treated by a psychiatrist and all of these other things, and now she's, like, a director of, like, a huge program in New York City, and all because she got help. Like, she got help, and she was able to deal with her issues, and she was struggling, like, socially and emotionally before, but she sought mental health treatment, got it together, and now she's, like, a director of a of a huge like organization and they like serve like um black teens and mm-hmm. like surrounding mental health issues and like their struggles but um now it was saying like so she she's been like hospital free for like years but she credited to this idea of like a more holistic view on mental mm-hmm. health and it was more like this community aspect of like she does yoga she takes advantage of like going to see plays and like living a life that's you know like well rounded i want to say this to, in response to that um i don't want to make it seem like yeah we're joking and laughing about like popping pills and stuff but like pills are not the only answer to mental health pills are a um tool um but if you don't want to use tool that that as a tool you can still do the work to make yourself healthy, but 
it's not as easy, I would say, because you still, even when you take pills, you still have to go to therapy. You still have to like be mindful. There's a lot, there's a lot of actual work that goes into becoming healthy because a pill isn't going to fix your problem. Mm -hmm. But I would say that, um, having the time, number one, to do yoga, to do all these things, to see, but that's a, um, that's not an option for a lot of people. Because if you're poor, like I told you, I'm listening to this book and I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to, I don't know what the issues are with that, but it's a well-known book. It's about, um, you know, a, a city in America and the people are very poor and, and it's not about their mental illness, but every person in this book has some form of like, I think everyone is dealing with some type of stuff, whether it be uh, lifestyle issues that they've been, you know, their generational issues that they're dealing with. But though, uh, somebody living in those types of conditions doesn't have the means to go take a yoga class, to, to even go to a therapist to get pills. And I think part of the, the answer is, it's like, what do, I mean, not the answer, but the question I would ask is, what are we going to do as a society that's plagued by poverty and, um, low, and poor education and people who are fighting for survival on a daily basis where they're literally waking up and they're trying to figure out how to pay their rent every day? And they're also trying to figure out what they're going to eat that day because their food stamps ran out. They're trying to find jobs, but they have records, all these things. And yes, you can say it's their fault, but really at the end of the day, it's not anyone's fault for having a bad life. It's, it is what it is. And, and I think that instead, like, I, I don't want to go down this path of like saying like, oh, just find balance and do all this stuff. Like that's not an option for everyone. And I applaud, that's like lean in. Yeah, I could lean in if I had a staff and, and a rich husband, anyone can do that. But it's like, what do you do when you don't have means, when you don't have time? So I think without uh, going off, because I feel like I deal with this issue a lot, especially like, I feel like I went through this today. I actually gave a presentation in my class today looking at um, stress and mental illness and how it's. Um, contributed by race and discrimination, particularly among black women and poor black women um, mm -hmm. living in Chicago. And so I feel as if, I feel as if there, first things first, we have to acknowledge that structural issues create conditions that we live in and those conditions have consequences. And I think that on a more national scale, we have to find a way to sort of acknowledge that these consequences um, affect the people that live in these communities and that there are no available programs to help them deal with better lives, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially poor minority communities. I think in those situations where people have so much going on, I think it is hard to say find balance. I think it is hard to say, oh, just don't stress. Like I, I think those, you know, those, those things are very cliche to say, but I don't think that they're realistic. Mm -hmm. But I think this may come out really harsh. And I actually said this today in class. While the onus should never be put on the person with the burden, mm -hmm. especially when the burden that was placed on them was not any fault of their own, the reality is, is that the country that we live in, behaviors have to be changed on an individual level because systematically we have not created 
ways Mm -hmm. for communities to address problems. Everything is on an individual basis. And so unless you decide, you know what? I have to take some time out for myself. And no, that doesn't mean taking out of... No, 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 no. I'm I'm not saying... Like, no, it may not mean taking off the day from work because you have to go to work. I'm not saying take a sick day. I'm not saying do any of those things. I'm Mm -hmm. saying, you know, if you know you have to be up by 6.30, maybe get up at 6.15 so you can meditate for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Just have some time for yourself. And I think those little things, like I said, while the onus should never be put on that person, Unfortunately, I think the reality is, is that we cannot change a lot of the things that go on around us systematically, but I think we can change how we react. And I think we can change how we um, move forward. I agree. But I think part of that is um, having the awareness to know that I think as humans, we instinctually, we seek comfort and solace in things like silence or you know waking up early in the morning a lot of people may wake up early in the morning and just sit at the foot of their bed and not realize that that's a meditative state but I think that being conscious that that is something that you can use as a tool when you need it is also something that people need to be made aware of because these are things that we do instinctively instinctually but is it instinctively or instinctually instinctively um and I think that, that that's a big issue and it, and it sounds so trivial, but like knowledge about how to help yourself is not something that's necessarily um, something people are all are always aware of, if that makes any sense. And and I say that because like I, you know, I struggle with sleeping stuff a lot and I don't take sleeping pills, um, but I have had doctors teach me about sleep hygiene. That is a high end treatment. You get what I'm saying? Like, if I had never gone to a doctor, like, everyone knows, like, yeah, phones are bad for you, computer, like, TVs are bad for you, blah, 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 blah. You know all these things, but when a person is like, listen, you're not sleeping because you have a TV on in your room. You're not sleeping because you're on your Facebook before you go to bed. You're not sleeping because you haven't taken two hours before you sleep to wind your body down because you need that as a human. And and I needed someone to tell me that, not because I wasn't aware of all these little things, but it was like, your body is not going to allow you to just fall asleep. So you do need a two-hour ritual to go to bed unless you're going to take Lunesta. Do you get what I'm saying? But I think that having a, someone tell me and send me to the places where I can go find, there's so many resources out there, but I didn't even know about that, about sleep hygiene and tracking your sleep and sleep studies and all these things that you can use. Um, but I have health insurance and I'm also getting a JD and I have doctors and people in my life that know me. So I think that like, how do you get this information to the average low income American that meditation is free and you can do it for five minutes. Like in a, in a real way where, where they can, where they can understand the benefits and how important it is and how it could be a matter of survival for them to have some mental stability and, and control and the tools to, to manage their lives. I, know, I think, I think that's why I'm getting a PhD, right? Because I want to develop interventions that can be 
disseminated more globally and thinking Mm -hmm. about how we deal with daily stressors, how we deal with stress, how our body deals with these biological responses, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So I don't have the answer to that. I don't have the answer. What's bad for you? Stress. Stress is really bad for you. Absolutely. And stress Uh induces mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't take that time for self-care, you can create issues that were not necessarily there to begin with. Like you have to take time for yourself to understand, you know, like, and I think this goes back to sort of the champagne issue in itself. Yes, you're doing well in life. Yes, there's certain stresses or stressors that are no longer um, pertinent, right? Like you're not concerned about Mm -hmm. food daily or so on and so forth. But the stress of your job or the stress of your grades or the stress of whatever, (laughs) you do need to take time... (laughs) This bar exam I'm going to have to take. Yeah, like, you have to take time for self-care. Like, I'll never forget, like, when I had that breakthrough. Like, I was, you know, I, I, for anybody who knows me in undergrad, I would study for exams two weeks in advance because I was so nervous. No, but it wasn't even about, like, being a nerd. I was so nervous that I was not going to do well that in my mind I had to, like, start as soon as possible and like I'll never forget one day I went to my therapist and she was like so how did you do on your exam and I was like I got an A and she was like did you study for two weeks I was like nope I studied the day before I was tired that week I took naps I went to the pool like I did all and she was like she was so proud of me because she was like you there are some times when you just have to be like you know what I need what I need and you had all the money in college. I was like, we need to go out and spend some of it. You're like, I gotta study. I'm like, I want IHOP. <laughs> Let's be real. Taco Bell. It was a problem. Taco Bell is disgusting. Bell. Listen, don't. We're not doing this. We're not going to do this. You know how I feel about Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. It's so good. It's so good. Brittany, Taco Bell's not good. That shit is delicious. Shout out to Taco Bell. Give me that endorsement. Holla at your girl. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I love it. There's nothing like a bean burrito from Taco Bell with the side of nachos and a small Pepsi with no ice. Ooh, yes. Yes. I dream about it sometimes. It's so good. This is probably why My I mother- can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> The last time, no, not the last time. One time I had Taco Bell and I got so sick in the middle of it. Sorry, you guys, this is not sexy. <laughs> so don't, we don't want to hear it. No, I'm going to tell, they need to hear, we're talking about mental health. You're going to hear about my gastrointestinal health because I have a Taco no, Bell. No, we're not. And I don't even, this is listen, not that episode. I don't even eat that much Taco Bell. The thing is, I eat so well that when I do eat Taco Bell at McDonald's, it makes me really sick. <laughs> And but I keep eating it, so there's a problem here. Clearly, that's, I mean <laughs> that's, that's another issue in itself. And besides, you just said like the bougiest thing I've ever heard. Hi, my name's Ruth, and I eat so well. That... My mom raised me as a vegetarian. What are you talking about? You don't have to. 
poor people eat well too sometimes. I mean, my mom, like, listen, my mom was a hipster, hippie. She, like, before everybody, like, started, like, all this organic shit. Like, my mom had me in cloth diapers. Fuck you guys. You don't know my life. I was born at home. My mom raised me, like, going to the farmer's market and, like, making shit. My mom still makes shit. She makes shea butter. Like, don't come for me, Brittany. This is real. It's natural. That shit be on point. Right. Right. Because you get your free shipment in the mail. In the mail. I got two new bottles. (laughs) So, when I say I eat well, I'm not saying that, like, I eat so well. It's like, I don't buy meat and I just eat mostly vegetables because, number one, I'm lazy and I don't like, I don't have time to cook. And number two, it's like, I just don't think about it. And I eat out a lot, so it's easy. But no, like, don't make it seem like, oh, I only shop at, like, <laughs> these foo-foo bougie places, and I only eat, like, cold-pressed juices. Like, don't look at me like that. Brittany! <laughs> Wait, when have I ever had a cold-pressed juice <laughs> that my mom didn't make? Because <laughs> my mom makes juice. <laughs> Anyways, I'm changing the topic, and I feel like um, with these last... my lifestyle. With these last um, couple minutes or so, I kind of want to go into what do we do for self-care? That's cute. What do we do for self-care for ourselves? What are things we wish we can do? And what are some recommendations that we have in our respective cities? So I'll let you... uh... Uh, what do I do? So I'm going to be quite honest. I still struggle. Like, I, I don't know if we talked about it. Like, last week was really rough for me. Um, and it just comes like a ton of bricks. It doesn't have, like, no one did anything to me. I was just having, like, the worst emotional, like, stuff. So I think when you, when I get to those places, I have to, like, remind myself that this is not my real self thinking these thoughts. This is not um the reality that I'm living in and I have to bring myself out of that dark mental space so that I can um recalibrate and I think it helps to kind of like put yourself out there and be around people like I find that I live alone I'm always alone and I realize that if I haven't been around people in like a real way not just like sitting in a classroom and then rushing off like having actual time with a person like I went to go hang out with my friend Liz and we just like spent the day just doing regular stuff we ate we watched a movie we walked to the store and we came home and that was like really I needed the recharge and sometimes you just need people to vent to listen to you um get your nails done I go get my nails done and uh do something physical to make you tired like you don't have to go to yoga run up the stairs I live on the 10th floor run upstairs and you'll be so tired by the time you get to the top, you'll forget what was wrong. <laughs> Seriously. Elena taught me that. We both was on the 10th floor and I was just having a day. She's like, run with me upstairs. And by the time we got upstairs, I couldn't even remember what we were talking about. We're good. What about you? I. Manny's and Petty's fix everything. Yes, Jesus. Come through um, the nail bar. They come through for me. One time, one time. Um, yep. Marley. <laughs> Hashtag Marble Nails. <laughs> uh, Manny and Petty are like my go-to. Like, 
I try to do it during the middle of the week, in between classes, in fact, because it's like I can just decompress. Also, she gets a discount because it's Monday. Don't let her fool you guys. <laughs> Tell me something. <laughs> Look, I go get my hair blown out at the Dominicans for 25 bucks on Monday. You know I go Don't to the nail place during the happy hour special <laughs> during you, the day. Student, and they think they so slick. Number First of all, why y'all put the happy hour special during the middle of the day? You got the wrong one because, you know, I'm a show up. <laughs> Look, I would take a lunch break if I had a real job to go do that because it's worth it. So, manis and petties are everything <laughs> to me. I know people laugh at me because they say I'm the most nappiness person in the world. The, listen, you're but, a cat. But those are really, <laughs> like, really good for me. Like, if I just feel like, I feel like if the day is just, and I mean, I know people don't take me seriously because I nap regardless of how I'm feeling. <laughs> But, like, if I'm having a bad day, I just take a sleep on my couch. Because usually my naps turn into, like, full-blown sleeps um, for hours. Because you'll be like, I'm taking a nap at 6. I'm like, just go to bed. No, I have 20 things to do. Bitch, go to sleep. It is the nighttime. But naps are great for me. Um, When I had a a job, shopping was really therapeutic for me. Now I just go and try things on and leave and not buy anything because I can't afford it. Um, I miss your job. <laughs> you miss my job? Yeah. I need Is that what you money. said? Because I was supporting your ass? Somebody sponsor us. <laughs> Help me. I'm poor. Um, <laughs> I'm not poor. Don't and I love and going, to get, going to get my hair done. Like things that I feel like not even like vanity things, but like I think Things that bring up your spirit, Self-care. things that that yeah. make you feel good about yourself is for me really helpful because it's just like it's just like it changes your mood. You know what I mean? Like it changes sort of how you feel about yourself. You feel more upbeat. Like I think like and you also get that interaction with people who are consistent. And it's mm-hmm. like you just get to have just like people who are not like consistent enough that they know you that they can talk to you and you can hold conversations but not that are so engaged in your day-to-day life that the conversation is about what you have to do. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you know, we can talk about, we can talk about frivolous things, you know what I mean? And it's like, it, it's not about classwork. It's not about work. It's not about what manuscript I'm writing. It's just about like, girl, what's going on with you type thing. Um, and when I can afford it, which is sparingly, um, Massages are very, very helpful. Mm. Yes, I was thinking about one of those today. Um, and I mean, my mom is a massage therapist, y'all. Holla at Pam. Hey, Pam, how you doing? Groupon is great for that. You're right, but it, you have to have money for that. That's true. I have been known to spend. A, Tell the people. Um, so, what are some things that you wish you could do more of that you that you um, don't take advantage of in terms of self care? Or, I wish, honestly, I wish, this is going to sound so obnoxious, but I wish I had more time to exercise. Um, it's not even for, like, like uh, not liking my body. It's more so when I was exercising regularly, I think that was, like, the happiest point of my life. And I think it was because I made an effort to, uh, to put, my, put myself first in the sense of, like, everything I do is for me. Yes, I go to school, I work, I pay. All of the things I do in my life is all about me, but it's all about my survival and my my future it's not about my self-care 
And I think that's why getting your nails and your hair done is really good because it's like, for me personally, when I'm picking up poop <laughs> in a doggy bag or when I'm scrubbing someone's toilet or when I'm driving from one side of the DC to the other to go work or do whatever it is I have to do, the fact that I can look at my hands and say, my nails are clean. And at the end of the day, if I have to go somewhere and put on a dress and show up, I don't have to worry about my nails. I don't have to worry about my hair. And it's just, and I can just like appreciate it. It's just, it's something to say, like, I did something and I don't have to worry about it. Like exercising, even if it's just yoga, like you don't have to exercise to be thin, just moving, like walking. I wish I have a pool in my building. I wish I could swim in the mornings, but it's just, I wake up in the morning and I go and I'm not home until the nighttime. So it's just kind of like, make, I wish I had more time to make more time for yeah. my self-care. I wish I had more time to read. I love reading like for pleasure, not for school or work. Um, I really do think that like yoga or medicine, something that allows you to be in the moment really is, I think for those people that struggle with, um, with being overloaded, like I, I'm always, I'm with you, but I'm not with you kind of deal, you know? So I think finding something that lets you be present, like playing around, playing with kids, kids are fun. Yeah, Bianca and I. My sister's here visiting, and I had a very stressful morning. Um, and so we went to the pet store. We played with puppies for free, and then we left. And so it's like little things that you can do. You know what I mean? Like, those puppies need love. So we just went. We played with the puppies for about 30 minutes. And I I felt good. Like, it was like, it just, you know, you forget you forget all of the other things that are going on because it's like right. your cute little puppies right there that's true i went um, to go sit with douglas today for two hours he was so happy he literally fell asleep on me like with his head tilted back with me scratching his chin and i was like str- i know you hate cats but you are cats so those are your people um but like yeah like the, i'm even here with mika mika's like not interested in me at the moment but just pets you're right. They are very, they make you present they're and they're very calming. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one suggestion that I have that is, I mean, it's a champagne luxury. So I, I'm very thankful and grateful for where I am in my life. But two things. One, if you know that you are overwhelmed, find something to take off your plate. Um, I was so overwhelmed. I was working 44 hours a week, taking five classes you know, managing my household, planning a wedding, doing all these things. And I think it just came to a point where I had to realize that I had to put myself first and I was able to quit my job, um, to focus on other things, but that's a luxury that I have. Um, and so everyone may not have that, but learn how to say no, it's okay. Like it's okay. Not being able to take on additional responsibility. It's okay. Like if there are things that are life-changing for your career, your education, obviously pursue them. But for the things that are trivial that you don't need to do, unless it's like self-care, then don't take it on. And just like you schedule meetings and just like you schedule things to do, schedule time for yourself. That is something that I'm learning to do. Schedule time and and adhere to those as if you were showing up to a meeting with your boss because you are that important. And so... um. And go to the dentist and get your teeth cleaned. And if you need help, get it and go to therapy. 
It's okay. Did you did you did you see what I did there? I just slid that in there. You did, and I ignored you. But it's good. No, do you know that like getting your teeth cleaned is like it has health benefits and like don't come for me. See a dentist. Just make You'll time for yourself. Later. It's very important. Whether you have a diagnosable condition, because mental health is it it is broad and it is encompassing. And so even if you don't want to be diagnosed, just take care of yourself. It's important. It is well, important. Self-love. Just love yourself. Um, and then... <laughs> that song just popped into my head. What? I love me. can love myself and I don't need anybody else. I can't say anymore because we're going to get sued. Anytime don't. we are not. No, 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 no. Girl, you, you're taking it too far. You're taking it too far. Okay. Um, that song is about her masturbating, by the way, just so you guys know. Oh, my goodness. It was, like She's like a teenager, so they had to be like, no, it's about like loving yourself. I'm like, anytime, day or night, I love me. Yeah. Right. No way. Girl, read the damn lyrics. What the hell else is she talking about? She loves I love herself. me. Don't need anybody else. She don't need nobody Anytime, else to love her. Night. She love Anytime, herself all the day or night. She loves herself <laughs> all the day long. That's just like when you wanna come and get it, nah 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 nah. Can She's not st- talking about a hug. <laughs> <laughs> these little fast ass little Disney girls out here getting these men. Get Can them, you listen? Get listen to me. If what? you do not stop for these people, corporations. They got to listen for first, and then what money are they going to come get? This student loan money? Look, come they, and get it. <laughs> if you want to come and get it. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 <laughs> If you... Cause Stop. Like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> I'm um, tired. That's why and, I'm tired up. <laughs> yeah, I realize. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I really, I though, really want you to tell now. people about um, the trap yoga, because I feel like that's a really good mm. thing. Um, I think that oftentimes, as black people, we do not have safe spaces for us to just go and be ourselves and um, and when you go to a yoga and be class, and be normal and women. you know you you go through your days and you you have all this stress and you have whether it be microaggressions at work or things that just create various whether you have a mental illness like so anxiety, depression, and those things get triggered or whether you just have like massive amounts of stress in your life, um, you need to find ways to decompress. And so I really, Ruth, would like you to talk about um, the trap yoga because I feel like that is something that is really great. And people that are in the D.C. area, try it out. Tell them that we oh, sent is. you. Yes, because they give you girl-free classes. Hello! Tell them so that we classes. sent you. And you know what? Um, and they're not paying. This? Listen, how about they're this? They're not paying no, 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 us no. at all for this. They're not paying so they us don't. at all. This is literally just. This is. What I just love them. When you have a good thing and something mm-hmm. makes you feel good, um, right? The first three people that email us. Oh shit! Money bags make it rain on these homes. The first three people that <laughs> email us, um, telling us your story and, um. I'm not even gonna say the first three people. I'm gonna say email us, tell us your story, and why you would like to go to trap yoga, 
and I will find the money to pay for the three of you to go to Trap Yoga with Ruth. Oh, we's going to have so much fun. And you don't need a mat. They got mats. Brandon is super chill. Wait, before I... Listen. Before I, Wait, before I commit, how much is Trap Yoga a session? It's it's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, Brandon and Laura, they love me. It's... they're gonna, Oh, so I can afford it. Okay, okay. So, yes. Three um, people. I'm taking these classes. Granted, my aunt did pay for, like, a bunch of classes. Hey, shout out to so, American Express, no, y'all. But the point is... the No, the point is... <laughs> I think on behalf of us and just, um, I think I'm okay with saying. No, I would love to take them. I mean, I, I mean, for me, it's like, it's not even about how much it costs. I don't care how much it costs. I would love to bring this into someone's life. Yeah. If you're so in DC I or would, even if you want to fly to DC, come on. Or if you're, you know, or we'll choose people. We not offering to pay for nobody travel or nothing like that. Oh, we don't but got that kind of For money. three people who are in the area, in the DC metro area, or who are going to be in the D.C. metro area at some point in time. Matter of fact, you know what? Because this is a duo, I will be in D.C. in May. So Woo-hoo! we are going to choose three people to go with us, both of us, to trap I'm yoga. I'm going to up at the metro station, y'all. I got a car. So email us your stories. <laughs> Let us know. We are going to pick three people to go to trap yoga with us. But tell us about it. Okay, so trap yoga is taught by a guy named Brandon Copeland. He's from Atlanta and he went to Howard and that's where he met his, um, his we just want to hear about trap yoga. We don't, I'm telling you about it. This is important. They are a couple and they have a family now and they started this business together. He is a trained, uh, yoga instructor. He's young and he uses, um, he plays trap music throughout the class and, um, it sounds like it's not relaxing, but it's actually very relaxing. But the class is focused on making a safe space for Black people to feel kind of at home instead of going to like a very sterile, a very, no offense, like I've taken yoga in these places, but a very Lululemony white yoga studio where you don't necessarily feel um, comfortable or or um, like you know, like you can see yourself in the room. And I think it's especially for black males we do have black guys that attend this class shockingly you guys need to get in yoga that's where the ladies are at um and it's flexible hey 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 <laughs> that face says oh can you continue to be serious you started this um i think it's really important to have um a young black male in his family, you know, like, I think that's the biggest part. Like, this is a small business, and they are doing this together. And he, he has a son, and, and he and he brings this practice into his life. And he struggled with mental illness. And this is something that he, it's public, so I'm not putting his business out there. This is something that he started to bring himself some uh, stability in his life. And I think that he brings that into his practice and his teachings. And he really creates a space where you um, can not just learn yoga and listen to trap music, but kind of like find some balance and, and, and meet new people who are kind of like have the same mindset. And it's just, it's a great place. I feel like I, I feel at home there. And, um, and it's nice to have a place, especially here in DC to be able to walk into a room and not feel like I'm the only one. Um, and it's funny because every time I talk about it, people say, like, I light up like a light bulb. But I really, I'm telling you, like, I love these people. And I 
dragged literally everyone who asked me about it to it and they love it so um try it out they have a website caparatawellness.com they also have an instagram and his name is brandon copeland he actually was the runner-up for the best yoga instructor in dc oh that's amazing well shout out to him doing amazing things um don't forget to write us tell us your story um and we're going to be choosing three people to go to trap yoga don't kill us thanks so (laughs) no black women haters please thanks we love you guys stay healthy stay woke and may all your problems be champagne problems baby (laughs) see you next week guys bye